Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team this is another astros podcast five to three astros with one out and a runner at first for the yankees in the bottom of the ninth davinsky looks over his left shoulder as he comes set delivers an 0-1 and gardner hits it high in the air and deep to right field springer is back at the wall in front of the wall he leaves and that ball is gone brett gardner's second home run of the game has tied it at five Peacock set, and Duhar the winning run at second base with two out on the bottom of the 10th, 5-5 game. And that's lined into right field. That's going to get down for a base hit, and Duhar around third and coming home. Throw to the plate by Springer, not nearly in time, and Duhar scores. Labor Torres, a walk-off RBI single, and the Yankees come from behind to win 6-5 in 10 innings. Second extra inning loss in the last three games for the Astros. AJ, I know it's tough uh, talking to media probably after a, a tough game like last night. I just wonder, I mean, is that one of the toughest things you have to do like after a game like last night, just 15 minutes after the game, after you're still thinking about things, is talking about a game like that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's you got to take the, the bad with the good. I mean, you're gonna there's going to be a lot of games where you come in excited to talk about what happened, and then there's also situations like last night where it's tough to describe and put into words right after the game, yeah. you know, what happened, but... Um, the critical moments of games like that are, are, are very obvious. You know the questions that are going to be asked after you're doing this for uh, a few times. And, and my, my, I guess my, my goal is to just be honest and open and, and forthright with the answers, knowing that, that the, everyone, if we're prepared and we're doing everything we can, we just didn't execute, the game's pretty hard. Brian McCann goes back to Houston yesterday. Any results from the MRI? Uh, he's, you know, he's... Um, He's he's doing fine. I think the early diagnosis is is encouraging, but until we get face to face with him, we're going going home tomorrow. It's we'll get a chance to see Reddick face to face. We'll get a chance to see McCann face to face. We'll meet with our doctors in person and and figure out what the next next timeline goes. You know, I I know when things like that happen, there's a race to figure out what happened and how long is he going to be. Right. And everybody wants answers. The reality is nothing's going to happen for the next 10 days for Brian McCann regardless. <laughs> so I, I don't think we need to rush to make a decision on what, what's next for him until we get home. You got a chance to give Carlos Correa a day off yesterday. What have you felt like when you've been able to give him a day off in, in times past? Does it help? Uh, I think it helps all these guys. I mean, I, as much as we, we, we want to write these guys in the lineup every day and you want them to continue the, the to play every day, and it's fine. I mean, I, there's never a day I don't want him to play or George or yeah. Jose, but these guys play every inning of every game virtually. And um, yesterday was just as much a mental day as a physical day. He's doing fine. He could play, and yeah. and he could have easily gotten a couple hits and can and continued his 
his season. But um, sometimes a good a good rest day in the middle of a hectic schedule is is very key. And, and I picked yesterday for uh, for some specific reasons. And and you know JD being the, the beneficiary of it missed a home run by about ten feet. He we did, felt yeah. pretty good about that day off. Had JD went deep. George Springer gets one off today, so Tony Kemp slides to the top of the order. Uh, he's got to be a pesky leadoff batter for any pitcher. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, small small strike zone and, yeah. and a very good knowledge of the strike zone. And Tony's been putting up really good at bats. And um, you know, like putting this lineup together, I vision him getting on base in front of Bregman, who's had some zone control and, and setting the table for guys like Jose and Carlos to score some runs. Luis Severino, we've seen in the last couple of years, he was an All Star last year. Now. Looks like he's one of the more elite pitchers in baseball. What do you have to do to scratch and claw a few runs? Yeah, you've, you've got to hit the, the few mistakes that he makes and, and stay inside the strike zone, which is easier said than done. He's also a guy who can his pitch count can drive up if you stay disciplined enough to a pitch that you can actually handle. If he gets you into swing mode and you start chasing pitches, he's tough enough to hit as it is. You give him the strike advantage or you give him the count advantage, um, it makes it even more difficult to, to put up uh, you know, big innings against him. He's had some success against us. We've also chased him early in the games, and it usually comes around zone control. All right, AJ, got a chance to win the series. Good luck. You got it. Thanks. Robert Ford joined by Susan Waldman, radio broadcaster for the New York Yankees. And uh, we saw Glaber Torres last night get a, a walk-off hit for the Yankees. And he had committed two errors earlier in the ball game. And, I mean, you just watch this kid play. And, obviously, with a young player, you're going to see mistakes like we saw early in the game, but also seeing a lot of talent with him. Well, I'll tell you what the most impressive thing about that at bat was, Robert. It mm -hmm. was, if you remember, he got in a little... Uh, hissy fit and threw it and mm -hmm. was yelling at the umpire. Um, the fact that a 21-year-old can let his emotions out like that, realize he did something really wrong, and stop immediately, go over to the umpire, I don't know if he apologized or whatever it is, turn the page immediately, finish that at bat and win the game, that's something that's really extraordinary, I, I think, more than anything else. And I told him last night that was the most impressive thing I've seen in a really long time. We know he's got talent. He's got tremendous talent, but not everybody is grown up enough to do what he just did in that at bat. Are you surprised at all by what you've seen from him since he's been in the big leagues? I mean, obviously, there's a guy who was highly touted. He was a big piece of the Aroldis Chapman trade from the Cubs. But is it, is it surprising that he's been this good this early? Um, not because I'm not so because I met him last year in spring training mm -hmm. when he came over and he was 20 and I'll tell you the story because mm -hmm. I went over uh, to try and introduce myself and the interpreter came running over on the other side as if I was going to do something terrible Glaber put his hand out he just turned 20 mm -hmm. and said no I want to try he wanted to try and talk in English. That immediately told me, like with Correa, he knows where he's going, and he wants it to be perfect. And um, that showed me something. I watched him also work. He, if you talk to him, he talks like a veteran. And you, if you look at him on the field, there are very few 20, 21-year-old kids anymore that read swings, watch him in the field, watch him slightly shift his feet on who's batting and when. Doesn't need to be told. Doesn't, you don't, you know, he doesn't need signs from the, watch him change in between pitches. Watch him, he'll sh slightly shift a around, or sh slightly shift the bat when he thinks what is coming is, is coming. He's, he's extraordinary, he's an old soul, I call him. I don't think anybody expected anybody to come up and, and have this kind of um, this kind of impact. Also, forget he had never played second base in his yeah. life until, and he is he's Robbie Alomar over there. The, the errors notwithstanding, um, he's made plays that only I've seen Cano make and I've seen Alomar make.
and we were talking about this on the air last night. You have another pretty good young player in Miguel Andujar who's come up and played really well. It was almost like he's been overshadowed because of what Torres has done. Well, also, he's a little different because he had to move to play third base, and that's harder. That's harder. Mm -hmm. He's a shortstop, too. He'll get to everything. What he doesn't do, they're working on with him in setting more quickly. He tries to get in the per his, his feet in the perfect position and then throw. Sometimes it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. um, and Duhar is a, is a slugger, is going to be a slugger. Also, uh, when he wa every time he walks now, we start to laugh because yeah. he's learned it. He didn't walk for the first two weeks he was there. Very aggressive, different kind of player. Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez thought when he first saw the two of them that Andujar had the higher ceiling hitting-wise. Wow, that's pretty impressive. And I want to talk to you about the man on the mound tonight for the Yankees, Luis Severino. He's been your best starting pitcher this year. Uh, really seems like he started to come into his own. Saw him throw that, that shutout at, at Minute Maid Park earlier this year. And about Severino, and we forget, he's just 23 years old. Right. Um, he's the only pitcher of the five that you go, phew, we can relax a little bit. If he has a bad night, you're shocked. Um, he loves being the ace. He wants to be the ace. And that's something that not everybody does. Right? Everybody, he wants it. He wants the pressure um, if he has a bad outing you won't see two in a row ever um, be interesting um, Austin Romine doesn't usually catch him but they want to get all the right-handed bats in tonight interesting and uh, and uh, I think you'll see something terrific with him he's very aggressive with Romine and he'll do the fastball slider and now the great change that he had uh, which was taught to him by or was perfected with by Pedro Martinez, they're great buddies. And uh, can you imagine being a little a little boy and having a, a poster of Pedro Martinez on your wall, and then you meet him, and now he's your biggest booster? I just can't even imagine what that must feel like. That, that just sounds incredible. Susan Wallman, always great stuff. Broadcaster for the New York Yankees on radio. Thanks so much for joining us. And we'll see you in October because, as you know, this is Game 14 of the ALCS. <laughs> and if you guys win tonight, it's tied at 7-7. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.